Precious tritium is the fuel that makes this podcast go. There's only 25 pounds of it on the whole planet. Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider It seems I've heard that song before. Call the patent office, copyright the name Green Goblin. I want a corner every time somebody says it. That spider freak making me look ridiculous. Up, up, and away with! What? Shazam! Spider-Man? Stupid reporters still think Puny Parker's Spidey. Go, Web, go! We're gonna have a hell of a time. We're back. It's Swinging Through Spider-Man episode 10. As usual, I'm James Rushton. Every week I read a Spider-Man comic. I've never read them before. Um, in order, it's the Amazing Spider-Man series. Made popular, you know, it's, it's world famous. And I'm reading to my friend Bradley Hughes. How's he doing? I'm very good, thank you. Um, yeah, so we recap the events and uh, we're, here, we're here to tell the story for the first time and experience it for the first time. Um, today we have episode 10, of course, our 10th a tenth episode. Thank you for everyone who's listened. You know, it's pretty incredible. The big one-o. The big one-o, yeah. Ten um, percent of a hundred. <laughs> you know, we might get get out the sixties at some point. Maybe. Yeah, we're fucking stuck, stuck here, stuck here in Nixon land. It's hard. It's hard to believe it's been ten episodes already. It's going quick. quick. I mean, do do produce them quite fast but yeah that that means um it is issue 10 of amazing spider-man because we've kind of went issue by issue almost it's been a few discrepancies there but we've, yeah it's episode 10 issue 10 so uh 10 issues into the career of peter parker as spider-man as it does have you found it so far his career is very much like my own in the fact that he's very shit at it it's up and down it is very up and down like a lot of big wins a lot of very low points as well. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that completely. There's been some massive victories, but he almost always dies. Almost. You know, he's on the, he's on the edge. You know, you'd you'd think about life support sometimes, especially last one when he got fried to death by complete accident. Yeah, complete by accident. Villain. Yeah. But yeah, uh, issue 10, man. Shall we get into it? Yeah, lead lead me on the down the garden path, mate. Just paint a picture for me with words. So yeah, um, if you enjoyed the podcast so far, leave us a review. We've got a few in. You know, it's good to see. It's always good to hear off you. But uh, issue ten, a masked man and a guy in a cowboy hat. He looks like Jim Ross. You know, <laughs> WWE. JR. Canon. Yeah, it's um, that's a uh, certainly some old school style there. Um, they're planning a trap for Spidey as a burglar kind of dangles on a flagpole. It's, it, this one is in. It's right into it. I don't mess around. There's no setup here. Is there at all? No. It's, it's just right there. It's into the issue. Um, Spider-Man, obviously, being the nice guy he is, saves the burglar, obviously with the intention to take him downtown. But, you know, he's dangling on a flagpole. So he goes to save him and uh, he's trapped. Uh, not six to nine panels into the comic, he's trapped. He's been snared. Jesus Christ. It's not, not a, you know... It's not. It's not. Not what I expect. It's not a flying start. Not at all. That's 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 like that's not taking a first step on a marathon and finding out that your shoelaces are untied. <laughs> like the very first step. It's not good. No. You know it's it. It's like shitting yourself during the marathon, getting almost to the end. You know you've got the powers. <laughs> you're almost there. You know life's going good, and then explosion you know if you if you're on the path to fitness you know like these things can happen can't you know that doing that crunch. and nipple chafe very serious. exactly very serious. blood blood seeping from the chest 
through that you know the skin tight nylon shit as well. <laughs> that's a, that's how come his his chest parts red. Yeah, so uh, he's caught by a helicopter. He uses his acrobatics to kind of get out the situation and attack the entire helicopter. But the helicopter kind of like farts at him. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, there's some gas that stuns him. It's green as well. And obviously, yeah, it's a proper right in his face. And uh, he's stunned and falls down. <laughs> and the criminals just like take the piss out of him. It was just a, it was just a bit of banter. Just a bit of bants. That's what it seems to be, mate. You know, they're not intending to kill him, even though it's quite possible, but it's just banter. Um, they reveal themselves as the big man and his crew, known as the Enforcers. The big man. The big man. My God, what a big man you are. So the big man makes his, in- his demands known to the leading gangs this is later on. Uh, you know, he's gathered all the, the gangsters, the leading gangsters in the city, all the different gangs, you know, the Jets. Let see what the Jets and the Sharks. Is it the Sharks or whatever? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Benny. <laughs> Benny and the Jets. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hold on, is that copyright law? Are we allowed to do that? No, you, you're allowed to do that. You're definitely allowed to do that. Um, if we're allowed to literally read the entire comic book out on air to, uh, you know, an audience that is not paying... Or- for the comic, it's, I it's think, fine. I think we were, it's fine. Uh, if 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 Marvel wants to come for us, I will settle it in court via trial by combat. Oh, no, you could you could fight Marvel trial by combat. You just have to hope that they don't actually bring one of their you know camaraderie of heroes alive. Camaraderie, oh, camaraderie. I don't even know. I've, I've only seen that road written out. Um, no one, no no one in the Hulk line of heroes or villains. Not the Punisher. I think. I don't know. Take your take your chances and just settle it normally. I, I wouldn't take the trial by combat. I was about to say, if if I was to fight a Marvel character, I think I'd probably take the big man and his enforcers. You know, good shout, good shout, mate. Um, these the big man. He makes his demands known to the leading gangs. Yeah, he wants a cut of everything. Yeah. He wants these gangs, the gangsters, to give him a slice of the, the New York pie. As the, it were. The, the apple pie, that big apple pie. Yeah, the big apple pie that like, he wants. He's the boss of it now. He's the kingpin, as it were. Oh, ho-ho. um, <laughs> I've seen enough Daredevil to know who that is. Um, the big man makes his demands known to the leading gangs, and but you know the gangsters they argue they don't want a piece of it. But the enforcers get involved and starts you know crushing some skulls and banging some heads together. No, but this is where we're introduced to them as well, um, one by one. Um. Prepare yourself. Uh, okay, I'm. 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 I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna I'm, I'm, I'm. 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 I'm sitting down. First up, it's Fancy Dan. Oh God. Fancy Dan has dazzling footwork. Um, he can do a number on anyone. You know, pick the locks, jump around, trick people because he's he's a little guy. He's a little guy. Um, he's really small. Ah, oh. he's very small. Not like medically challenge small, but he's twice as small as probably the average guy. You can see from the yeah, he's waist up and uh... tiny, the smallest man I have seen in a comic book. What kind of a name is Fancy Dan, though, man? Like, <laughs> I, I don't fancy footwork. <laughs> it's like, oh boys, let's. 
Let's throw fisticuffs. He's got judo powers. Judo powers, my man. He's got like, he's just really good at judo. Like that's not, it, it, it's just. No, that makes like, oh, he's really good at judo. It doesn't, it barely makes any sense. No, no. Do... I, know, I know what you're trying to say about using people's weight against them, but the man is so small. You know, it's 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 not like my my size small. You know, where I'm like five foot ten or something. It's not like Tom Cruise small. This guy is small, small. Right. <laughs> yes, small. <laughs> like you'd pet him on the head. You'd pet him on the head, small. <laughs> he's like he's almost like a cuddly toy, small. But I digress, mate. There's more members to get through. <sighs> can't can't get hung up on the on the fancy Dan. Yeah, the ox is a big, dumb man, and it's got fists the size of toasters. My man. My word. Yeah, he just takes blows. And, mate, this guy, the third member, rivals Fancy Dan, I think, for ingenuity and patheticness. Montana is just a cowboy in a suit with a lasso, you know, the rope thing that cowboys can... Yeah, I know. That doesn't threaten me in the slightest. Man, lasso me. Try lasso me and see what happens. You know what I mean. <laughs> the thing is, the thing that's really killing me about this is all I can see: the geezer's wearing a suit with the big old white cowboy hat. All I'm picturing is the geezer from Anchorman. Oh my god! I was <laughs> going to lead into that. You stole the no, joke. I was sorry. literally setting it up. <laughs> I was setting it up, and I was going to say who the big man was. I was like, "That's from Burgundy and the Channel Five Action News team." Oh, mate, that was oh my god! Because you got brick, you got the big, <laughs> you got brick the ox, you got fancy Dan, who's you know Paul Rudd's character, and you got the big man Ron Burgundy. Oh my god! <laughs> you fucking dickhead! I'm really upset. I'm genuinely so pissed off <laughs> that I was literally laying the ground like the goddamn pyramids. I was laying the groundwork for that for so long. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say the second you said suit and hat, and I just sighed into the iPad. I'm, so I'm surprised you didn't just throw it. I'm really upset. That's what I've been building the whole. At least you're on board. At least you're fully in tune. Mate, we're on the same train tracks, man. Massive, massive plaudits, mate, for that. Um, Yeah, it is Anchorman. This is legit Anchorman. 60% of the time it works every time. Uh, Yeah, he's champ. (laughs) Whammy. Whammy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they've all got prophetic abilities, you know. They're all kind of... Put them all together, you've got a super super villain. Yeah, you know, you got you got to clip them together. They have to be the Power Rangers morph. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, in X Factor when they're like, all right, you're okay on your own, but we have to put you in a group because you're lacking in other areas. Yeah, to give them credit, that's how One Direction were formed. The world's probably most popular boy band that's split into five smaller or four smaller equally as popular parts. <laughs> so uh, I ain't gonna. I, I, I gonna don't. I don't know about equally forces. popular. I mean, like they so, will make some, more money. Some, some of them were paid. Make. Some of them were paid a bit more than others. Oh yeah. Okay. So, Fair, yeah, I get that. I remember. I, I remember seeing a photo before of Harry Styles, and he was literally wearing a piece of string round his neck as a necklace, and it was like two grand. For a piece of street, there's this thing where you're you, you're so rich that you can make being poor really expensive and cool. That's a good point. 
like you can wear like ripped clothes and you know if you rip your clothes naturally and you wear them to work you 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 are you are mocked relentlessly <laughs> if you buy pre-ripped clothes they look really cool just, just uh, ripped in just the right areas especially especially oh man i don't really get ripped jeans especially if the back of them are ripped as well especially if it's like just under an arse cheek or something because I've seen I've seen this a couple of times on women's jeans and it's like how do you rip that part of your jeans like who did this who thought that was a good idea I think we have to you know have a suspension of disbelief almost with ripped <laughs> jeans we have to accept that they are ma- they are manufacturedly ripped. A, they are ripped by the human hand they, they are a, a law unto their own much like the enforcers let's get back to it they uh, obviously after being beat up by this bunch of unassuming villains they make their demands again and the big man assumes leadership you know you don't mess with people with lassoes and tiny Dancing men. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get these fists through? He's just dancing about him. Just like, come on, man. Let's, let's dance. Let's fight. <laughs> just really having a dig. Is it, you just you just put your hand out, wouldn't you, man? No, I actually didn't. You'd grab him and flip him over. You wouldn't want to hit him, is what I'm saying. You would you you would do serious damage to him. if You'd be like, I can't but hit him. Peter versus Flash. I really can't hit him. Yeah, it's just like, it's like him all the time. It's like, you know... Those people who've like haemophilia, I think like there's loads of people in the royal family who have it, and if they just get like the tiniest cut, they like bleed to death, like straight the tiniest cut there because they can't. There's something about their blood. I think it can't, yeah, clot. It can't clot. Yeah. So you get a paper cut. It could be like a really. It's a really bad deal it's for just you. Game over. Um, that's fancy, Dan. Tiny, vulnerable, can dance around a bit. One hit out is what I'm saying. And as we know, Spider-Man's best power is not his web-swilling abilities. It's his lack of fighting instinct. So he has no fighting moves except a big punch. I was about to say, man, that one punch. He's not been taught how to fight. He can dodge, dodge, duck, you know, he can do the five Ds <laughs> from dodgeball. Um, big punch is all he is. But as Peter Parker, he can't show any of that off because he'll show his identity off. And that's where the story continues, mate, with Pete. At the hospital. Pete runs into Flash and Liz, who have come to visit Aunt May. Oh, yeah, she's... You know, she's been... She's yeah. just dick. Um, Flash and Liz are visiting her for some reason, and Flash actually looks kind of worried. A doctor comes in and says that May's healthy, but she needs a blood transfusion, which doesn't... Yeah, that doesn't say healthy to me. No. no not, not one bit. If you, need a, if you need your blood replaced or backed up by someone else's blood from one body to another, that's not healthy. You know that's not that's not peak fitness, is it? I can't even begin to imagine. I reckon the doctor just wants blood. He just drinks it, man. He's just coming, as we've expected. He's quite a banter lord, isn't he? He does bring he does bring the jokes. The entire thing has been a joke so far. But she needs a blood transfusion, mate. And Pete shits himself because he's got radioactive blood. And obviously, being a relative of Aunt May, he matches same blood type. He's a he's a donor basically, but he's really worried that he'll kill her or something with that spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. Flash and Liz are on hand to rip the piss out of him and take the mic, call him a coward, and say, you know, oh, your aunt needs it. You're a nephew, you should be loving her. And I'm like, it's a blood transfusion. You're asking him to give his blood. You know, I, I, it's a done deal. 
for 99.9% of people, but it shouldn't be the done deal that's forced onto you by someone else. That's a good point. You know, if my, if my, God forbid, my dad needs a kidney, I'll be happy to give it him. When some random or some person from school comes up to me and goes, you better give your dad a kidney, I kind of second, second guess is there. <laughs> I'm like, why are you telling me so much, something I know I need to do? And they rip the piss out of him and demand he does it because it's their own aunt, you know? And it goes ahead fine. There's no worries. Oh, okay. Yeah. That didn't need to happen, did it? At all. <laughs> that really built it up for it to be pretty much nothing. Could could you imagine if, if Aunt May, like, had inherited spider powers? Like, could, could, she'd just be like, man, she'd be great at cooking in the kitchen, man. You're like, you know, in the recipe books on the opposite counter and you just... Yeah, sling over. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Mm. Peace, blood is flying, somehow. Uh, transfusion goes ahead, but he's a bit weak. You know, I've give blood... You all should give blood if you can. Um, you can't do it if you just have a tattoo or something like that. There's a lot of criteria, but yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a cool Pete's, thing to do. Pete's just begging for Flash to lose blood anyway, man. Just begging for it. Yeah. Uh, really, he doesn't want to take it out himself. It's just like, you should have asked Flash to do it as well. You know, twice as good. You know, twice twice the blood, mate. You know, there's, if there's one thing that I always say, it's, you know... The more blood, the merrier. You know, just yeah, exactly. Makes perfect sense. Um, Pete's a bit weak after that. He says, "You know, I hope no crime is going to be committed in this town over this coming weekend because I am, I am out of it." To be fair, um, he's got no blood in him. You know, they t- take a lot out, mate. A, ri- a, a good deal. So um, I'm not surprised. He's a bit, he's a bit out of it. Needs his rest, and he feels out of action. You know, he puts himself on on a uh, on rest, on leave, if you will. Aunt May, on the other hand, is taken out of town on a trip to recover her strength by the neighbours. That's nice of them. They're very nice neighbours. Where were they when they was having fucking money troubles? <laughs> Where was I? Haven't seen them around at once. You know, the uncle's no, no, been not shot. Once, not once. Not a wanna. How have they not heard Peter just banging around his room, screaming, crying, you know, jumping, literally flinging himself around the room? Or, you know, just looked up and seen him crawl into his bedroom as Spider-Man. Or when he's been getting changed in front of the window. Just window wide open. Every single time, every single time. Um, But, you know, he's out of it this week. But ironically, he won't get his rest because... A crime wave has gripped the city. We're in riot territory now. Oh, damn. Almost. Train carriages are being stolen by helicopters. All the gang leaders are working under one man. There's a lot of money in this now. There's a lot of power. It just sounds like just cause. Just like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) The town just goes to absolute shit. Mayhem is the order of the day. There is chaos. There's a, you know, they're, they're running the streets. The police are on top of it, almost, but not in the sense where they can stop things before they happen. They're like, they're on they're on the second foot because then every time they arrest someone, they aren't telling anyone about the big man. Just sort of, you know, they're not grasping him up. They're scared. In the little, the little stuff, like. Yeah, they're trying to do what they can. They're, they're, they're sorting the crimes out, but then they're not getting the main man. Um, 
J. Jonah Jameson, obviously, we've uh, discussed how he's kind of the font of information for the town. There's no Wikipedia. We have to remember it is the 60s. There's no internet. There's no information apart from what he says and what he knows. So he's asked about the big man. He says it's nonsense made up by the Spider-Man. Where does he get this from? Where? <laughs> Who? <laughs> he just pulls it out of the crack of his ass every time. Who the fuck does he think he is? Is what I'll say. You know, it's not. It, you can't make stuff. You can't say stuff like that. No, you really can't. It's just a stab in the dark. And he, the thing. Oh, what every happens? time he's so disappointed when he's not right as well. He's just like, yeah, uh, Electro is Spider Man. Spider Man is Electro. He's just like, no, he's not. He's oh. You. It's really funny you say that. Hold on to that thought. Okay. Just until the put, end of this episode. Keep that one. Keep that one locked because that's you're on it, mate. You're on it, there, him. mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely on it. Um, Jonah Jameson demands articles be published that say the big man is uh, Spider-Man. They're the same person. Oh God. Um, he's a head writer. Fred Farswell refuses, says, last week you were fucking wrong about Spider-Man being Electro, so why do we do this? My man, bold move, baller. But Jameson just does his thing. He's like, I can just find someone else. You'll never work again in this town. You know, you'll never work in this town again. Stuff like that. It's that, it's that cigar that really, like, puts the absolute asshole in him. Like, Foswell's male pattern baldness just tells me the character he is. <laughs> it's just, you're so okay, so. Just like, <laughs> got his little pen. <laughs> Jameson's the man. Jameson's where it's at. And, uh, yeah, Jameson hates Spider-Man. And uh, the whole office knows that by now. Uh, Betty overhears this, you know, the secretary of the Daily Bugle. She leaves the workplace and she's confronted by none other than Fancy Dan and the enforcers. And Fancy Dan blows smoke into her face and he's so incredibly small. Yeah, he's even smaller than than Burr. And she's, like, not massively tall. No. So he's like neck height. He's a creep. Yeah, proper man. He's that, that pencil stash, and he's got he's got one of them like Coella Deville cigar cigarettes as well, man. That's just because he's so small that you know if he holds a cigarette so close to his body, you know he could burn himself entire <laughs> self to a cinder. Now, if one speck of ash in there, he goes up in flames. You know, big person can do stop, drop, and roll. He does it. it, it you know, the flames gonna already have consumed him. I'm gonna just say very, very dry skin. <laughs> That's his problem, man. He just needs to moisturize. He does look like a man who loves the moisturizer. No, he looks like he bathes in it, man. Like, like, like you know how like when Dracula sleeps in a coffin, he's like very similar, except from he just he's got a bathtub full to the brim of moisturizer. He looks like a type of person that just fucking hates kids. Oh, you know he does. Like proper. He drinks martinis made of their tears. <laughs> Delicious. Fancy Dan. Cigarettes, tears. No, no, right, I've got it. I've got it. Right, imagine if the mask, right, you know, Jim Carrey's the mask, right? Imagine if the mask that turned him into the mask was a fucking Guy Fawkes mask, you'd have this guy. Yeah, okay. This yes. is the guy you would yes. have. And then shrinking by 50%. Also, yeah, if he was in the trash compactor from Star Wars, 
and it kind of turned off halfway through destroying him and he recovered to be a much tinier man. And there's nothing nothing against, you know, smaller the smaller people of the world. But don't be a dick. If you're gonna be yeah, if you're gonna be like in a blow pit fight people, you know, you're not wanted. You aren't, you know, you have to make a colony for them. Stick them on there, they can blow smoke into each other's face at head height. Not into people's necks. <laughs> Betty took a loan from the enforcer. She thinks she's paid it off, but oh no, the interest has been doubled because they're scumbags. Absolute worst people. They're demanding interest be paid as well. Uh, Francie Dan moves to threaten her, but Pete, coming around the corner, steps in. The big man. Pete, man. Not the big man. Not the big man, but a big man. Still not wearing his spectacles. No one's questioning it. No one, no one cares. Miraculous recovery, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, no one cares about him. That just says no one cares about him at all. And I think he can like kind of sadly off a bit and go, "Oh yeah, they're just for style." But anyone else would be just wouldn't care. I think that's how come he's, he's managed to get away with being, you know, his secret identity for so long. Even at school, even at the school where he goes every other day, because we know he doesn't go every fucking day. And Spider-Man yeah, no one gives a shit. Because no one really takes an interest in Peter. Like, no one just... It just flies in the radar. You just, you, you, you literally be flicking through your yearbook when you leave school and be like, who was that kid? Don't know. No. It's just... You know his quote would be something like, remember me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they would leave him out the yearbook, wouldn't they? They'd forget him. They're sitting in the corner, taking little photos out the window. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just imagining like in that, in that same yearbook, it's like, it's got flash at the back and it's like most likely to succeed. And then like later on in life, flash is just there in his wife, beater, like just love shorts, fat, overweight, balding, just there. Like, or Pete's living it up, working on the skills he has you know and the money he's earning. But yeah, Betty's been confronted. Pete walks in. Um, everyone in the conversation tells him to go away, including Betty. Everyone. Like, he's fancy dance in his face, like, go away. To be fair to Betty, she does have a little thing for Peter and she probably doesn't want him thinking any less of her for, like, taking, like, a loan shark, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, she also doesn't want him to get battered. That's a good point. Yeah, Rit out. Uh, yeah, they just grab him up because he moves in. He can't help himself. Um, the ox just grabs him. The big guy, the ox, just grabs him and beats beats him up. Uh, fancy down ends the fight. You know he's just breathing real heavy in his ear as well because he's literally like arms round him, just like. <sighs> just really. <laughs> he should be. The mouth breather. Oh, not you the know ox, it. Like the, the mouth breather. Huffing that halitosis right past you. Oh, that fruity breath. So Wreck It Ralph before Disney got a hold of it, man. Wreck It Ralph, but no job, no money, no life, just fights. <laughs> just fights, man. They, they are a pathetic bunch. They don't really have uh, anything going for them. Um, but Pete, Pete could take them. Eyes closed. Done. They are pretty threatening when they're in a pack. But Spider-Man, no, you know, equal, is equal serious. Equal was fantastic for Mr. Spider-Man. Almost killed, exactly. almost killed a human torch. Fantastic Four. We've got four, technically four enforcers with the big man included. We've got the fucking awful four as well. So, so, you know, comparing to the Fantastic Four. The Fantastic Four fuckwads. 
<laughs> they aren't good. They're literally four freaks. They are entertaining, but they're not good. To be fair, it does it does just sort of like look as though like a circus train somewhere got derailed and then they all escaped from their cages. It looks like someone's kicked Tom Cruise through like a designer clothing store, but in the 60s. This doesn't even look like 60s garb to me. It looks like L.A. Noir, you know, 1920s. No, 1950s. It looks 10 years old. It's ridiculous. Um, Pete lets himself getting beat up because he can't show his powers off. And of course, as anyone would do, he demands an explanation from Betty. She won't allow him to get hurt. So she runs off. Um, Apparently, she won't let and I quote, the most wonderful boy she's ever known, get mixed up in trouble. That hurts him and he's pissed off and angry. The most wonderful boy she's ever known is Peter Parker. Oh, such a lovely boy. She obviously doesn't know many boys. This this girl doesn't get out much. Yeah, she needs to get out more. Um, Peter's Spider-Man pissed off. He's clearly recovered from that blood transfusion, by the way. But I guess being really pissed off will probably do that for you. Uh, runs around town, finds the lackey that kind of grasps Betty up, uh, beats up on him, kind of almost interrogates him, and uh, he gets a answer to where the enforcers camp out. You know, they're, they're off his block. Um, he runs to find them, but he's uh, lassoed by Enforcer Montana, who drags him through a window with his cowboy rope. Just imagine like a big old, yeah, come on, Mr. Spider. <laughs> Woohoo! Now wriggle, wriggle for me now. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> what I have to say is, where's the spider sense when the mo- the man that would probably tick all the boxes for spider sense going off? Where, you know, <laughs> where is cowboy. it? You've got this guy who can't resist screaming and hoop- hooting and hollering. <laughs> like <laughs> Yosemite Sam and just there, love fucking two yeah. revolvers. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I'm going up against a Spider-Man. I'm like, right, shotgun, rocket launcher, robot arms. Nah, get me the lasso, man. They're like, what do I need? Not a gun, not a knife, just a bag of antics. Bag of no, antics, that's it. Man. A bag of antics. Um, they all square off one by one when Spider's dragged through. Fancy Dan tries it, and his judo throw almost works, but Spider kind of recovers. Uh, gives the ox a big punch. Trying tries to uh, take the big man out first. They all go one on one. Uh, Spider feels a bit not outnumbered, but it's like I probably can't take all four, you know, all three people on at the same time when they're this fucking annoying. <laughs> He's just so done with their shit. He knocks the lights out, uses the time to hide, and who does he spot walking by? Walking around the area, just, just having a having a wonder. J. Jonah Jameson is he? The big man. Oh, nah, surely not. The same size, same dress, same bat time, same bat place. No, but they've got all uh, the... He's got the same dress sense, same size. The comic is leading me to believe that he's the big man at this point. Mm. Spidey's ticked off. Um, He runs off. Oh, we, to be Head fair, home. at this point, we haven't really been given a reason why JJ really hate Spider-Man other than the fact that he's just like, my son's a real hero. And he's trying to pass the book off. You know, he immediately got on again with the pass the book off onto Spider-Man thing. Mm, it would make a lot of sense. 
Um, Pete heads home. Well, Spider-Man heads home. Pete phones Betty. He's ignoring his calls. Uh, she picks up just as it's about to ring out one of them. Uh, she refuses to, ta- refuses to tell him what's going on over the phone. She realises she must leave town because Pete will get mixed up in some bad shit and she leaves town. What the fuck? How infatuated is she? I don't think she wants him to get killed by a circus act. Swear, swear Pete could just go get a gat. Like, there gotta be... Uncle Ben got a carried a piece in his house somewhere. He had a camera. You know, a gun isn't that far away. Just, they both shoot. You both have to... You have to One loot them. Violent. Yeah, you do, you do. You have to uh, be skilled to uh, do the right thing with either one. Yeah, but very, a very powerful weapon, a, a camera. It's done a, lot, done a lot of damage. Without Betty, Jameson is struggling. You know, he needs his secretary. He needs someone to man, you know, man the floor. all hands on yeah. deck the place, sort of. Um, Pete can't believe what's gone on. He's like, this is all going wrong. And he, he genuinely believes that Jameson's a big man. Because after all, he hates Spider-Man. Oh, I think a bit of a leap. I get why he thinks, but a bit of a leap. You know, just because someone hates Spider-Man doesn't mean they're responsible for all the crime wave in the city. Hmm. Well, I've never seen JJ without a big fuck-off cigar in his mouth. So do you really reckon he could stop smoking for like 10 minutes to be the big man? He could try. Oh, no, man. He could certainly try. Uh... Big man's got a weird mask, a hat, a fedora thing, um, padded jacket, shoes. It's, it could be anyone. Pete concocts a plan, heads to school. Flash Thompson overhears him discussing the enforcers and their ilk with a class and tells him to shut his mouth. He'll be killed if he's caught speaking about the identity of the big man or the enforcers or anything like that. And that's uh, that's nice from him, from Flash. He's uh, grown on me a little bit this episode. Yeah, he's... He's gone, he's gone to go visit. He's gone to go visit a an elderly person who's dying in hospital. He's urged that person, someone, to save that person's life, and now he's telling Peter to shut up in the most respectful way because he's going to get his legs broke. Yeah, um, he was right. Someone has overheard Peter Parker talking about the big man and the enforcers. Jesus, Peter. They snitched on him to the big man Snitches. and the enforcers. Yeah, the enforcers and they're scouring the city for him and catch him, catch Pete wandering around. He's just in the worst part of town, literally wandering around. And the enforcer like, "Come with us, kid." That went that went from naught to a hundred very quickly. If only they knew. The big man is in the middle there with his mask on. It does look like Jameson. Yeah, his green suit as well. He's huge. He's stacked. Almost as big as the living brain. <laughs> I was reading about AI. It's very scary. Yeah, proper. Singularity don't, is terrifying. Don't fall down that rabbit hole, mate. Yeah, I've done, I've, I've done it. Um, at the Enforcer building, Pete is locked up. He changes into his Spider-Man costume aha, and uh, escapes into a vent. In the other room, all the gang bosses are meeting with the big man, but Spider-Man is caught spying on them by a random gangster who's literally like where the air vent exits on the roof of the meeting room. Um, 
I don't know why he's up there, but he tosses Spider-Man into the meeting where he's jumped by about 20 people. And what I will say, Brad, is uh, to your excellent point last week, is he's getting quite good at fighting groups of 10 plus people. Yeah. When they're normal. He's got those combo bar going, isn't he? Smacking yeah, about City. Yeah, ready to the triangle and no takedowns. Oh god. Um, yeah, when when they don't have powers, he he's all right. When they do have some kind of thing like a whip or you know fancy down abilities, that that that's a bit more of a struggle for <laughs> yeah, him. He's, he's all right. Your regular garden variety fug. <laughs> it's 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 the organic fugs that he can't deal with. Yeah, you know he. You, so you get your average supermarket, you know, discount brand, white labelled supermarket, you know, villain, <laughs> or you get, you know, the you know the extra special or the bespoke, the bespoke villain, <laughs> the bespoke. <laughs> so he fights all these criminals. Um, he uses the two a car, like literally grease lightning car, um, to hit like hit a few of them. He jumps in and kicks the doors open with his little directional feet that can obviously stretch through an entire car um kicks them down jumps around a bit he gets gets a slip on everyone they're all trying to gang up on him but he's doing these little antics jumping over oil drums doing you know it, i don't need to explain to everyone he's got spider reflexes to, to he can better, do whatever i, I find that these action panels work a hell of a lot better if you read them just whilst going <laughs> every action sequence is very off the wall it's very it's really happening it's like it's not like a superhero is fighting them it's like a kid with superpowers is fighting them it's just like he's he's winging it yeah so he fights uh, he dispatches them all but he needs backup so he literally just launches his spider signal out the window to the hope that the police were joining (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's a lot of people (laughs) it's just like fuck this it's like Throws his spider signal out. It's bleeping off. And uh, as they try to beat up on him, sirens can be heard. Uh, policemen are coming for, to the rescue. And the big man makes a break for it, shooting off at Spider-Man as he goes. Spider obviously dodges. But he escapes as everyone else is arrested. I, I, I want to know what the big game plan was when Spider-Man was, you know, thinking, right, all the gangs... Of all of New York, all the Bennies, all the Jets, all the Sharks, all in one room, and he's like, "I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna sort them all out." That's it. That's it, guys. Crime's de- crime is dead. Crime's done. You have to admire that. You have to really admire yeah, that. Yeah, mate. It's stupid. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he could Brilliant. fit into his costume with the size of his balls. <laughs> uh, so what does he do after this man? The big man's got away. Criminal's arrested. He goes to confront the man who he believes to be the big man. He goes to confront Jameson. Go for the jugular. Do we... He's hanging on the window, the bugle, as he kind of does. Um, Jameson's speaking to his head writer, that Fred Foswell guy we mentioned earlier. Mate, that, that forehead is unmistakable. Yeah, um, they want they want some articles written once it's sorted. Uh, Fred Foswell's speaking to Jameson about it. And Spider-Man's ready to pounce, um, but the police enter the building and they tell Jameson that the jig is up. The enforcers have been arrested and evidence of the big man has been found at the Daily Bugle. My God. The big man has been found and it's Fred Foswell. 
What? What? The character they've literally introduced oh. fucking four, you know, ten pages or so ago. Um, yeah. Oh. Um, Spidey's shocked. Fred Fiswell's been using padded jackets, platform shoes, and the like to pose as a big man, a voice alteration mask. Spidey's shocked, and so is Jameson, who demands that Foswell tell everyone the truth and tell him that Spider-Man was really behind all of this. What? Hold that thought, like I said. Hold that thought, man. He's so, he's that fort. so desperate for it. He's the dumbest <laughs> fuck. Like, you can see the guy screaming at him. He's like, literally, please, please. He's shaking. He's shaking. Like, please tell me it's Spider-Man. <laughs> literally rattling. He's barking back at him, Sp- man. Spider-Man in that panel feels as like I did when I read that. I was just like, what? Like, it's holding, holding my head. Like, head. Like, huh? <laughs> 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 JJ's genuinely really shook, man. Shook to the core. After a drink and a bit, you know, a bit of whiskey, I think he needs uh, whiskey and a cigar he needs after that on the uh, the step outside the bugle, I think. Um, no, to be fair. Jameson from- doubles down. To be fair, in JJ's point of view, right, you would want it to be Spider-Man. You've just lost your secretary and now you, you've lost your lead editor as well. It ain't going well, man. Like, he wakes up every day and he's better be Spider-Man. He's crying, but he just needs to be Spider-Man. He's made his own, like, headcanon, hasn't he? It's literally like... Spider-Man is everywhere. That's it. Man, he, he would lose his shit if he found out that there was more than one Spider-Man. He's just absolutely gone. And you're in some territory. Um, he doubles down. He commits to tearing down Spider-Man, having once been a, a embarrassed by him. Uh, he's jealous, angry, and bitter. Why does he hate Spider-Man? Well, because Spider-Man goes, does good stuff for free. There's no reward. Well, Jameson does stuff for money. How can Jameson ever respect himself while Spider-Man lives? And I'm like, just change your mind. Change the process. Change the thought patterns. Don't double down on this. Don't. This is not this. It's been dark. It's dark real quick, man. Yeah, it's just staring out the window. He's like, I can never climb to his level. So all that remains for me is to tear him down because I'm jealous of him. I just change, 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 like, change, it's change. Got like a hollow face as well, man. Like the genuine distraught in his eyes. The broken man. Defeated. It's, it's, no, it's, it's a picture of him just standing in the shadows, just looking into the abyss. Literally looking into the abyss. <laughs> and it's staring right back at it you. is man and it's saying Spider-Man's amazing you suck <laughs> he, there is a thing I think he does get those voices Um, at home Pete finds a postcard from Aunt May but nothing from Betty she's weeping alone in a small hotel room somewhere poor Betty man life is apparently meaningless for her without Peter the boy she loves and she needs help from someone like Spider-Man she says. And that's the end for, for now. They've gone on one date. They've known each other for about six days. James, they've, they've gone on one date. How can you be like this? Over one date? Oh. I'm going to tell you now, she's crazy. She's she's bad news. <laughs> she's bad news, man. <laughs> Any girl like that is willing to cut your exes out of photos and put her face on top. I think she's the type of person who would take delight in chewing his food up for him and spitting it into his mouth or something. Fucking <laughs> great, like out the fucking off off the chain. <laughs> but to be fair, with Peter being the 
the kind of guy that he is. This is the only girl that he'll be able to have. Yeah, because he makes no effort, does he? No, not it's at all. Walk, like, even as why don't he kind of walks into situations? But that's the end of that. Um, I've just got I just got to touch on this this one more thing. The only girl that he's ever actually put any effort into going after has been the human torches misses, and even then that made no sense. That was creepy. As well, creepy. That was like very, very strange. That was bordering on illegal. Well, he was illegally broken. <laughs> he, he was he was trespassing. B and E, B and E, breaking Andrew. That's uh, that's that man. Um, more dangling threads, more narrative unresolved. It gets complicated as it goes on. I'm I'm liking how these stories are starting to get a bit thicker, man. Like little little pieces, like weaving in from previous stories as well. Oh, indeed, yeah. Um, and it carries on. Uh. Next week is Ock Week, as I'm calling it. Ock Week? Ock Week. Ock Ock Week. Yes. A week of... A week of octopus. Yeah, it, 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 it carries on in, in a, the same vein. It involves, you know, brings back familiar faces. Gets, uh, gets rowdy. No, it's not splitting off into random stories. It, it's going ahead. It's doubling down, as Jameson is. And I'm all the more happier for it. It was very good. And like James, I'm just going to stare into abyss until we get to Ockwick. I cannot wait. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, so we'll catch you uh, same time, same place with uh, Doc Ock two parts, man. Over a whole week, it's a you know one one the same villa, same target, all going off. Uh, you can catch us at Spidey Podcast across all podcast platforms you can leave us a review you can comment you can talk to us we're always happy to talk on instagram we're on facebook as well yeah we're on everything just search us you'll find us um i'm james russian that's Bradley hughes and uh, that's a goodbye from us <laughs>